For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh, you just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 240 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, and I'm joined by myself this week. Uh, flying solo. Uh, my co-host Chris uh, had eye surgery during the week, so he's unable to join me. Uh, we want to uh, wish Chris, easy for me to say, a very speedy recovery. Um, and SGR is dealing with a personal matter at the moment. Everything's all good, but also unable to join me. Uh, but I felt it was very important to come out here and drop a show. Uh, we've been doing the Tuesday releases the past couple of weeks because the Yankees have been off on Monday, but with them playing on Monday, they had to get this out tonight. Uh, we really didn't, I really personally didn't want to push this back another day. Uh, there's a lot to get into, so let's get uh, the bookkeeping out of the way. Please go to patreon.com slash NYYST. Be a patron of the show. Please help us uh, uh, hit our goal of 250 patrons, and we can keep the show going into 2022. Uh, also, please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. Tell a friend, you know, let them know about the show. I anticipate this being the lowest rated episode ever since I'm here by myself. But anybody that's been uh, listening to my shows on Patreon, hopefully uh, you guys will uh, stick around at least those of you on Patreon will, but uh, we can just jump right into it here. Um, the Yankees got swept up in Boston this past weekend. Um, it was ugly. It was disgusting. It was embarrassing. It was deflating. It's any type of synonym that you could come up with negatively to describe how things went for the Yankees this weekend. Uh, this is coming off three really good series. They, took to they you know they sweep toronto they take two out of three from oakland um yeah and you know people i get it you know they shouldn't have lost the game to kansas city and they were they were dangerously close to losing game two to kansas city but and as i you know i said they had to go out there and sweep kansas city did they know but they won the series so they're playing good base they're playing good enough baseball where they're winning series toronto's a good team that's giving them fits sweep um, Oakland, you know, was in first place up until the, the Yankees uh, saw them and they took two out of three. And then Houston, who's been on this incredible winning streak, jumped them. Uh, so Oakland's a good team, two out of three. And then Kansas City, yeah, hey, man, it is what it is. You know, you wanted to sweep. You didn't get it. You didn't, you know, they were, like I said, they were dangerously close to losing game two. Uh didn't, you know, they, they didn't, they pulled it out uh, and they, they went in a blowout on Thursday. So you're feeling good. You're feeling good about this team. Maybe not great, but feeling good because a lot of things that led to some of these wins were late clutch hitting. You know, maybe they weren't scoring a lot of runs. Maybe they weren't scoring a lot of runs early in games, but when the opportunities arose late in the game, in that, in those three series, the Yankees took advantage and were able to win baseball games. 
And what happens up in Boston? Well, you know, they just they just got their asses handed to them. You know, Domingo Herman, you know, it puts them in a you know in an immediate hole on Friday. The Yankees had their opportunity to score, they, they don't score. Then you know, you know, poor Jordan Montgomery, man. And I know a lot of people have said it, and it's true. If if you see a stat line, three earned runs, six innings, Jordan Montgomery, that should be a W. That should be something you put in the book for the Yankees, but. He hit in, you know, a lot of really bad luck for Jordan Montgomery. Tons of infield hits. Uh, Yankees weren't making plays behind them. They don't score enough runs. Judge strikes out with the bases loaded. Game over. They lose. Then we go to today. Look, I said before Saturday's game that this team, if they didn't win Saturday, I would lose. I would just consider them just being a tease, a team that gives you false hope after false hope, after false hope, and that they can't be taken seriously. Well, you know what? They lost. So it, it takes all the steam away from today's game. But you're saying to yourself, listen, you can't go up to Boston and get swept. You have Garrett Cole on the mound against Edward, an all-right-handed lineup at the Boston Red Sox, and they don't get – not they don't get anything going against Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, that's that's not even that's that's not even like the the big story coming from the game. The big story coming from the game is that Garrett Cole throws one pitch, it goes over to Green Monster. Before you blink, the Yankees are down four nothing. Four nothing. This is supposed to be your ace, your top guy. And he completely shits the bed. And what could be considered the biggest game of the year? Yankees come in three out of the division. All right. That's why you're feeling good about this series. They were nine out a couple weeks ago, played well, got it down to three. All right. So now you're five out. You lose the first two games. All right. You know what? We take one. We only lose a game. There's still a lot to a lot of baseball left to play. Let's just let's just go, right? No, they lose. Now they're six out because Garrett Cole, and I know the offense didn't do anything until late, and they had their opportunities, you know, to 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 bring it even closer later in the game. But let's face facts: your your ace went on that mound and gave you absolutely nothing. And this is not the second time that I have to talk about this with Garrett Cole in a huge game that he needs to show up and be the ace of the Yankees. He didn't do it. It's the same thing that happened in Tampa or at, or uh, yeah, uh, against Tampa when the Yankees took the middle two games of that series. They have a chance to go for the win with Garrett Cole on the mound, and he doesn't get the job done. Two of his worst three start three starts. He pitched really poorly this year to one in Texas, that game against Tampa, and today. Three of his worst, two of his three worst starts come against the two teams you're chasing in a division. That can't happen. Not that you ever want to see your ace get lit up, but go get lit up against uh, against uh, the the uh, the Kansas City Royals. I don't care. Yeah, you say, oh, the Royals suck. Whatever. What is it? It it, it doesn't have the same impact and and mentality for the fan base in your team when you're going out there getting your ass handed to you by the team you're chasing. 
And only the Yankees, and I've been so vocal about this, and if you're tired of hearing about it, I'm sorry, but it's just the way it's going to be. Only the Yankees can make you hate your favorite player. And Garrett Cole coming into this season, but it was him and Aaron Judge, right? Garrett Cole was my favorite player on this team. Finally got the ace. And as the season was going along, you saw that fuck you, I'm the best player on this field today attitude from him. And then what happened? Oh, he doesn't have the sticky stuff anymore. You know, my co-host is like, oh, he'll be fine, he'll be fine, he'll be fine, right? He was fine. And, and for the most part, he has been fine since then. Strikeout numbers are down. He doesn't seem to have that extra oomph on the fastball to get to get the strikeouts, pitching to a lot more contact. But for the most part, the results were there. Pitching, winning baseball games. And what happens today? Now you want to say the spin rate. People are saying, oh, well, the spin rate wasn't that far off from where you, it was. Fine. Okay. Well, what's his excuse then? He had his catcher. Right? He had his catcher. So you mean to tell me now that Garrett Cole making $36 million a year, 324, 340, whatever the, the final numbers on the contract are, the white whale, as Brian Cashman calls him, needs Kyle Higashioka. He can't put that behind him and, and, and let the team's hottest player play. Now, it was a problem the other day in his last start because it made absolutely no sense for Gary Sanchez to be on the bench. Yankees got away with it today, though. Got away with it. Night game last night, day game today. That's when I've been stressing. I've been stressing that. Yeah, I know. Everybody's argument is like is, is the same thing. Oh, you don't think Gary's going to catch every day, do you? No. I don't think Gary's going to catch every day, nor should he catch every day. No one's saying that. But Gary gets his days off when a catcher traditionally gets his days off. And today would be that day. So if that day just happens to line up with a Garrett Cole start, fine. You play Kyle Gashioka. But the Yankees are going out of their way once again to placate this guy. And the results are not there. In the biggest game of the year, when you have a two-game swing to avoid getting swept and embarrassed again by your biggest rivals. You give up four runs in the first inning, you don't have the right to demand anything anymore. Cole's lined up to pitch Friday against the Mets. Gary Sanchez should be in the lineup. And the Yankees are going to get lucky again because they can start Higashoka and say, well, you know, there's a day game tomorrow so I can give Gary this day or that day. I chose to get... No, 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 no. Gary Sanchez starts Friday night. It's t- it's t- it. We're past this now. We're past trying to make Garrett Cole happy. Because you know who's not happy? Me. And everybody listening to this show and all the other Yankee fans watching him pitch. Because you need your guy. You got your guy. And you still stunk. You didn't show up in the biggest game of the year. What's your excuse? Are you a fraud? Is everything that that contract was built on a lie? All built on spider tack? All built on sticky stuff? Look around the league. You know, you want Tyler Glass now wants to say that his injury occurred because of uh, not having the sticky stuff? Okay. But look around the league. 
guys are still pitching well. Guys don't need personal catchers. Just Garrett Cole. Why? This just seems to be a problem that the Yankees have. What is going on here? Add it to another one on Brian Cashman's ledger of poor pitching decisions. Now, obviously, you know, now we're looking hindsight. When he signed him, it had to be done. But was it all built on a lie? Was it all built on a lie? It's it's a question you have to ask now. And Yankee fans are coming out here, you know, in his last star and saying, oh, they're lifelong friends. No, they're not. Google it. Google it. Kyle Gashioka said that they played together on an Angel Scout team because everybody in that area that's any good, and let's face it, you know, I give Kyle Gashioka a lot of crap, but for a guy to be drafted and make it to this level in high school, he was one of the best players in the state probably, right? So anybody that's got any type of prospect goes through these camps, goes through these scout teams. He doesn't even remember catching Garrett Cole. So tell me how they're lifelong friends and they've had this connection for a decade. Spare me. He doesn't like throwing to Gary Sanchez. Whatever it is, he's got to get over it because Agashioka is not the answer. He doesn't give the Yankees the best chance to win. And when Garrett Cole goes out there and lays an egg like he did today, he doesn't get that choice anymore. And don't anybody argue with me, well, is that really Cole or the Yankees? Well, then if it's not Garrett Cole, then what are the Yankees doing? Why? What are they doing? Put your best lineup on the field. I'm tired of this. And it's gotten to the point where it's, okay, what are we going to do? Are we giving up on the season? Because what's going to happen now? Are the Yankees going to win six out of the next eight games? Or nine? They got what? Uh, before they go on a West Coast trip. They got four against the Angels, three against the Mets. Are they, are they going to win uh, six? Of those, uh, I'm sorry. That's seven games. Are they going to win five? They're going to go five and two and give you false hope again? Because that's what this team is the king of doing. And today was a microcosm of that. Down all game. Get the two runs. Bases loaded. DJ and Judge up. Chance to really get back into this game. What happens? Failure. Back to the line. Back of the line again. That's what this team does day in and day out. They get they play just well enough to continue to give you hope. And when it's time to really kick it into gear and get over the hump, they take a shit right in your bed. Right in your living room right where you're watching the game. So, you know, we're sitting here and the Yankees, uh, let me look this up here. (coughs) Excuse me. And the Yankees are now six games out of first place. They fall into fourth place because now Toronto's passed them up again. And in the wild card, they're, um, they're four games out of the second wild card. Got to jump over three teams to get to that second wild card. Great weekend, guys. And again, like I said, I, I don't know what this team is going to do. They can easily go out there and take three out of four from Anaheim. Go take two out of three from the Mets. And then you're like, yay, great homestand. And they might be able to shave off a game or two where you can smell it. 
but you can't see it. You know, it's there. You can see, you can smell the division, but you can't see it yet. And then what's going to happen? They're going to go lay an egg on the West Coast before the All-Star break? Maybe. That's the Yankees did in 2021. The team of per- perpetual false hope. So, I mean, you watch this game today. You watch this game against the Red Sox today. Look at the difference between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And I'm not going to stop short of saying it has anything to do with Alex Cora and Aaron Boone. Red Sox are making plays in the outfield, making plays in the infield, getting outs. Yankees give their their opponents extra outs. They don't make the plays. Red Sox shortstop making great plays. Uh, when Voight, I believe that was Voight, right? Run scoring opportunity. Makes a great play, no run score. Next inning, Glaber Torres, you know, not an easy play. Doesn't make it, leads to a run. These are the differences right now. Other teams are making plays. The Yankees are not making plays. And if you're not hitting like the Yankees are tradition, like the Yankees traditionally do, you can't be this bad defensively. And it leads me to another point. What in the world is Brian Cashman watching? Honestly, what is he watching? Does he not see that Miguel Andujar cannot play the outfield? It, it ended up not mattering because Devers hit a hit one to the moon. But if you have a competent outfielder out there, those runners do not tag and go to second and third. How many times do the Yankees need to have that happen? Balls are going to the wrong bases. Guys don't take good routes. Extra base here. It all adds up. You know? Oh, Brian Cashman. Oh, well, we're engaged. We're engaged. Well, you know what? I I understand. You don't want to make a move right now. You don't want to overpay. You wanted the market to come to you. Well, you know what? We'll get to that in a minute. But by the time that happens, it might be too late. But for the time being, you, you have guys in the minor leagues that are hitting. So if they come up here and they don't hit, whatever. You have guys that are in the minor leagues that are hitting. And here's the most important thing to me right now. They can play the outfield. Estevan Florio's gotten hot in the last couple of weeks. That was the whole thing a couple months ago when he got called up. Oh, he wasn't ready. Can't hit. So now he's hitting and he plays a plus and he's a plus defender. What's your excuse for not calling him up? Give me one good reason. Give me one good reason why he's not here. Trey Ambergay or Ambergy, whatever, however you pronounce his name. He's been in the Yankee system for a couple of years, tearing the cover off the ball and scranting. Is that going to uh, continue up here? I don't know, but guess what he knows how to do? Play the outfield. And has Miguel Andujar's offense been so good that you can ignore how bad he is out in left field? No, absolutely not. He's not tearing the cover off the ball. So you can't, so you know what? You can't live with him out there. If he's going to overcome his defensive lapses by hitting 300, ripping doubles, getting on base, okay, it washes itself out. You'll live with it, but he's not doing it. And right now, the Yankees cannot afford 
to even give one extra base to an opponent. Can't do it. And the regression on Clint Frazier is stunning. The regression on Glaber Torres is stunning. When does it end? Is there hope for this team? I have no, I don't have the answers for that. I don't. I'm sorry. I know you guys listening want answers. I don't have them. Why is Glaber Torres so bad this year? Why is Clint Frazier so bad this year? Everybody said, oh, it's because Brett Gardner's here and he's scared and he's looking over his shoulder. Aaron Boone, in spring training, came out and said, Clint Frazier is my left fielder. And Clint Frazier went, (laughs) we'll see about that. And he proceeded to be bad. To the point where the Yankees really thought Miguel Andujar was a better option. Think about that one for a minute. To placate this kid's fragile ego. They went out of their way to give him the job. And he lost it to Miguel Andujar. Think about that. So, yeah, when I joked a few weeks ago that the Yankees didn't want to trade him for Robbie Ray, and now they can't get Robbie Ray's stool sample for him, it's true. He has no value to this team, not on the field and not in the trade market. And whose fault is that? That's Brian Cashman's. They value this kid at a certain level, and they wouldn't let him go for anything less. And now he can't play baseball. He can't. I'm sorry. I rooted for him. I wanted him to be good. I thought he'd be a fucking rock star here. You can get more out of an actual rock than you can Clint Frazier. It's embarrassing. You watch all these teams and how athletic they are. Do Yankees have athletes on their team? No. They have guys that play baseball. I'm sorry. They must be the slowest baseball team I've ever seen. Even guys like Urshela and and Gleyber Torres that you think could run at an average level. They get thrown out all the time. Where guys shouldn't, you know, where you would think a guy can beat something out. They don't. You know, yeah, supposed to be Mr. Positivity. All rise all the time. Well, that went right in the toilet. I can only be as positive as what my eyes show me. And I, I, I so want to give up. I do. I'm being honest. I, I don't want to be miserable and take three hours away from being with my kid to watch this team. But my heart won't let me. My heart's going to tell me, Christian, they're going to get hot. They're going to get close. And Brian Cashman will make a trade. And they'll get to the postseason. But my eyes, they don't lie to me. So, you know, who do you, who do you believe? The fact of the matter is, is that being a fan is a sickness and you go with your heart. So I'll be sitting in front of the TV at 7.05 tomorrow. What do I expect? Nothing. I don't expect anything. You know, I don't mean to make fun of divorce. If you've ever been divorced or you know people that have been divorced, you know, when it's at the end and it's just, you're just hanging and you don't know what you're hanging on for. It's kind of what it is this year. I'm not saying I'm not going to be a Yankee fan anymore. That's just dumb. But what are we hanging on for right now? This team is, let's see, I, I believe we're uh, about at the halfway mark here, right? Of course, this thing's got to reload. Uh, 
Yeah, the Yankees have played 77 games this year. We're just we're at after the Angel series, they'll be at the halfway mark. They're three games above 500. They're gonna win 82 games this year. Is that worth the summer of Ag- of Ajita? I don't think so, but I'll give it to myself because I'm a fan and it's in my blood, and that's what I do. And I'm gonna let my heart tell my eyes differently that they'll be good. They'll, it'll they'll, it'll turn around. Yeah, it'll turn around. And I'll be the asshole trying to get into Yankee Stadium on September 18th or whenever it is to get my Don Manley bobblehead because I'm fucking sick in the head. Right? I, I, I don't know how other to explain it. There's a couple of other things we need to get to and then we'll get out of here because I'm sure you're tired of hearing just my voice today. But I do thank you everybody for listening. Uh, back to the Kyle Higashioka, Gary Sanchez stuff, right? To me, and this is, this is what's bothering me a lot, right? And a lot of fans want to deflect this and put this on John Carlos Stan. Is it an issue that John Carlos Stan can't play the outfield? Well, yeah, it is. It's an issue. Guy's making $25 million a year, supposed to be a premier player in baseball, can't play the outfield. So if John Carlos Stan can play left field, then. Excuse me, Gary Sanchez can be your DH. Higgy can catch, and it's not an issue. Wrong. Once again, the issue is Garrett Cole. And I'm sorry I'm going back to this. I should just did this in the beginning when we were talking about Garrett Cole. The issue is Garrett Cole, that he cannot throw to Gary Sanchez. So fans need to stop making this about Stanton. Is it a problem? Yes. Again, a common theme on this show, two things can be true at the same time. But it doesn't mean that one overrides the other. Stan being able to not being able to play the outfield is a problem. But the real problem is Garrett Cole's inability to throw to Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez wins him that game in Toronto. And then he's not on the mound in his next start. I mean, he's not behind the plate in his next start. What more does the guy have to do for you? Saves you from your own best friend. Best friend, air quotes. Comes in, hits a big home run. Nails a guy at third. Kyle Gashoka doesn't do that. Yankees lose that game. Kyle Gashoka is behind the plate. If they don't pinch hit for Gary Sanchez. And Gary Cole. Oh, oh, go Gary. Oh, yeah, okay. Whatever, Garrett. You know, really, I wish I would have known this before I went out and spent money on a jersey with a 45 on the back. Right. Now, I'm not turning on Cole, man. I, I, I'm i just very frustrated right now. And rightfully so. Any Yankee fan should be frustrated. Get out of your mind if you're not. I've been called a show in a, in a phone or whatever to help people have called me in the past. No, not this year. I'm sorry. The facts are the facts. 77 games in. This team is three games over 500. They can't beat Boston or, Tor- or Tampa. They're even with Toronto. And it took a sweep to do that. They can't even beat Baltimore. And 10 games are 6-4. and four. Baltimore's 30 games under 500. What's the problem? Oh, it's the players. They're not performing. No, there's, there's something way worse going on here. 
And if it is the players, who put this team together? That's Brian Cashman. So, you know, obviously, you know, we're we're running a poll here today, right? And let's get to the poll because we're going to close out the show with this. And I knew what the answer was going to be because these polls are always take the temperature at the moment and never what fans might be thinking long-term or even tomorrow, just at that moment and coming off a sweep of at Boston. Of course, this is how the fan base is going to feel. What should the Yankees do with the trade deadline Buy, sell or stand pat? Well, 44% of people said stand pat. 44% of people said buy and the winner with 52% is sell. What does that mean? Well, you know, again, people were like, oh, well, we got to trade Aaron Judge. I don't think that's the answer. You know, people are like, oh, look what Boston did. Well, Boston might have a smarter GM. Do you trust Brian Cashman to go out there and get you an Alex Verdugo, a guy that can come in and replace Mookie Betts and be a competent all-star, right? You know, maybe not an, an all-star, but right under that level outfielder for Aaron Judge? Do you? I don't. No, I seriously don't. So what does that mean? Brian Cashman goes out and buys? Trades young chips to try to get this meandering team over the hump? For what reason? You're going to mortgage your future on a lost year? It's a very tricky situation the Yankees are in right now. So I don't have an answer. I'm okay with whatever the fans voted and the fans voted to sell. You know, you want to get rid of Glaber, you you know, you want, but again, what's your value on that? You want to get rid of Frazier again? What's your value on that? You want to trade pieces out of the bullpen Chapman green. Okay, fine. Go ahead. You want to buy what's out there? Yankees. No, I mean, teams know the Yankees are desperate. This isn't like a Yankee team that's on pace for a hundred wins that are just trying that just want to, you know, put a finishing touch on something. They're desperate. Now sharks smell the blood. They can't even get a deal done when they're good. And teams know, well, you know, this might be the piece that puts them over the top. They'll get, you know, they'll win a hundred, get to the LCS, but I don't want to be the guy that puts them over the top. Now they know that the Yankees need this to save their season. What do you really expect to get done? And do you trust Brian Cashman to make the right moves? To, honestly, like I, I just said, I'm okay with whatever. You might have to stand pat and not do anything. Call up some guys from AAA. See if they can add some little add some life into this team. Kluber's not coming back till September. You know, Sevy might be a little bit ahead of schedule. I hate relying on injured guys, but it might be what you have to do. And hope that Garrett Cole can figure out whatever the fuck his problem is. Jordan Montgomery's been okay. Tyone had his best start of the year. Very encouraging. And Domingo Herman's a piece of shit. Right? You, you, like you said, like I said, you can't do what he did and then be bad. You can't do it. And now we're on a three-start streak where he's been fucking awful. Can't happen. We know why Herman's here. Because he's got talent and he's cheap and he's controllable. Or else the Yankees would have sent him gone and said goodbye. 
You're a prick piece of shit. Goodbye. But Brian Cashman's like, wait a second. I got a young controllable starting pitcher here. Let's back up, back it up. Send them down. Get him out of here. Nobody wants to look at him. And because you know what the narrative, because all anybody thinks about when he gets hit around is that he hits women. He can't even make people forget about that. Not that you should, or not that it's okay if he pitches well. But understand the point that I'm getting at here. You know, Michael King is Michael King, man. You know, he is what he is. So maybe the Yankees can go out there and, and trade for a guy that can just go out there and maybe give them six innings, four runs, something like that. And guess what? They'll pay duty ass for that because teams know they're desperate for everything. You know, we've barely seen Zach Britton this year. IL, Peralta now, IL. You know, Jacoby Ellsbury comes strolling around on Friday for Dustin Pedroia's uh, retirement ceremony. Two Yankees going to the IL. Coincidence? No. Where did the Red Sox find him? You know, the FBI did a better job of hiding him than they did Henry Hill. But the Red Sox found him, brought him back, cursed the Yankees again. So that's where we're at here. Uh, we'll take a look ahead here. I don't really know what else to say other than I don't, I don't know. I'm it's just, it's just deflating. It's just really, really deflating that the Yankees are in this situation right now. Even a win today, even a win today. You're like, okay, they took a, they took a game. It is not the end of the world, but they didn't do that. They lost everyone. And the one that they, they, the one game, the one game they should put in their pocket and win because Garrett Cole is on the mound. They lost the worst out of any of the games. Think about that for a minute. That's just, that's too much to, that's just too much to take. And things are going to get really bad for Mr. Cole on Friday night if he goes out there and gets his, his ass kicked by the Mets. Show a little pride, Garrett. Seriously. Because the best pitcher in the planet is in the other dugout, you want to be you want to be in the conversation with him, or or be or have people talk about you as the next best. Show up, show up. I'm talking about 10 Ks, one run, eight innings, complete domination. Where the Mets go back to the dugout and say, "Wow, that's Garrett Cole." So the Angels are coming to town here. Um, <clears throat> it's a four-game series. Let me bring up the schedule here. Blah, blah, blah. We'll get there, guys. Wi-Fi is working slowly. Um, here we go. Schedule. And what do we got? Staring at a blank screen. Here we go. All right, so the Angels come to town. We're finally there uh, to wrap up June, believe it or not. June's over. So 7.05 on Monday, it's Michael King against Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy's ERA is approaching seven. Guess what? They'll throw a shutout. Why? Because that's just the way the Yankees are. They, I don't know. Do you have, you know, used to, used to sit there and lick your chops like a hungry dog. See, you know, when a, when my dog Creed's not like this, but I used to have dogs. They used to go, you get used to get the 
the scooper, right? Because you used to have these big bags of dried dog food. You used to go in the cabin and get the scooper out. And that's when the dog knew he was going to eat. Hungry dog knew he was going to eat. Sits there like a good boy, waiting, hungry, licking his chops. Oh, he's going to get fed. I used to be the Yankees. I used to be a, actually used to be me when I used to look at these matchups and see a guy with an ERA, even in the fours. I said, the Yankees are going to kill this guy. And if it was in five, six, nearly seven, woo, you knew you could do whatever you wanted after the fifth inning because that game was over. Not this team. No. With this team, you're going through the garbage can looking to try to find yourself a chicken bone to eat. That's how bad it is. And maybe you might get some meat off of it. Just enough to keep you from starving. Right? That's the 2021 Yankees. Then we'll move along here to Tuesday, 7.05. And we got Haney with a 4.72 against Jamison Tyone. Hey, you know what? Tyone's been a lot better since he gave up. He only got that one out in Philadelphia, four and two-thirds. Again, I went over that. Didn't like the hook, but he pitched a lot better. And then that was his best start of the year, getting into the seventh on Thursday. It would be like the Yankees for him to take a massive step back, but he can't do it. Got to continue to build off of that. And that's not even for this year because who knows what the hell the Yankees are going to be this year because he's here next year. So it's just a, it's just a continuance. Maybe someday technology will work properly. All right, here we go now. We got Thursday. This is the big one. Shohei Otani, 2.58 against Domingo Herman, POS, right? I'm not getting excited for Otani to come in here. He might hit 10 home runs and throw a no-hitter on Wednesday. I'm not excited. You know, you guys, long-time listeners know why. This guy wanted to go out to Anaheim, didn't want the bright lights in New York City. Didn't want it. Didn't want to be in the Bronx. Wanted to go out there and do his thing in Anaheim. All right, let's wrap this thing up here. Uh, I've had a lot of technical issues on this show. Hopefully, Chris was able to get them out. If uh, there's you hear two long pauses in, uh, in this show, it's because he wasn't able to, and I'm not going to, quite frankly, be mad at him because the dude just had eye surgery, and he's still editing the show. So I appreciate that just so we can have some uh, content out there for you guys. And as I was talking about Otani, Zoom just took a complete shit and crashed. So. Um, I guess that's just a sign for 2021 and talking about and being a Yankee fan, right? So uh, the the series will wrap up on on Thursday. That's a day game, I believe. Let's just do this uh, and get the hell out of here. Um, I mean, if there, you just get you just growing increasingly frustrated with this team, and you try to record a podcast, and then you get uh, two mic outages, and then fucking Zoom crashes. I mean, come on now, what are we doing here? And then it's a 105 start on Thursday, uh, and then it's Canning with a, five, a 4.95 against Jordan Montgomery. Uh, again, like I tell you the pitching matchups, I give you the arrays, and you know it doesn't matter. You've seen the Yankees play enough times this year where you know that it doesn't matter if they're playing against Max Scherzer or fucking uh, Tim Buck, too. Uh, I just made that up, but. You know what doesn't matter. It, it has it, this team is is consistently inconsistent. That's just what they are. And Aaron Boone can say, "Oh, we're inconsistent." Well, you are inconsistent. You're not inconsistent because you're consistently inconsistent. There's one thing we can count on, and that's what consistency is. Something you can count on. It's that the Yankees are inconsistent. 
<laughs> I don't know what else to say. Just I'm 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 tired. I'm tired of being miserable watching this team. And oh, poor Christian, poor Yankee fans. Yeah, poor us. Poor us, right? God forbid we should feel that we uh, you know, that something was coming to us. Oh, yeah, I know. 27 rings, right? Like, oh, you know, what about teams that haven't won in a hundred years and you guys haven't won in eleven? Well, you know what? A go fuck yourself. And B, you know what? When Brian Cashman gets the keys to the car. And he drives it into a fucking wall. Excuse me for uh, being a little upset about it. Okay. That's just the way I feel about the entire thing right now. And uh, if George were alive, you guys know how much I hate. If George were alive, you know what? If George were alive, the one thing I can count on him doing, and if I could say anything good about the, if the George were alive shit, it's that he'd smack the fuck out of his son, Hal and fire Brian Cashman. And maybe get somebody that knew what the hell they were doing in there. And yeah, I know I'm coming down real hard on Brian Cashman. And he's done a he's, if you had the great amount as a as a complete tenure, obviously he doesn't fail. But as Chris always says, his legacy starts in 2016. And you know what he gets an F? He gets an F. F for failure. Unless there's a miracle in the works and the Yankees are in the World Series this year, him and Aaron Boone can hold hands and take a long walk off a short pier into the into the fucking river. Okay, the one right across the street from Yankee Stadium. I don't live out there. I should know what the name of the river is. I don't know what it is. I don't care, but they should both jump into it if there's not a miracle in there. And get me in another two, two guys that know what the hell is doing and put a world championship on the fucking field, okay? And I'm... And Hal Steinbrunner can give that guy $210 million and maybe he won't fuck it up, okay? Tired of hearing about, oh, hell, he's cheap, bum, bum, bum. No, you know what? You want to get on Hal for anything and we're going to find this out on, when the, on October 1st or whatever it is when the Yankees play their final game because do you think this team is a playoff team? I certainly don't. Not with what I'm seeing. Uh, if he's going to do what he needs to do and cut bait with his GM or if Brian Cashman's on a scholarship. Because then if he is, then maybe I feel differently about the way I root for the Yankees. Maybe I'll casually be be like, oh, yeah, I, I won't because they don't care. Why should I care? But you know what? I won't do that because I'm a fucking idiot and I'm sick in the head and they got me hook, line, and sinker, right? It's like, you know, you don't want to compare being a fan to being a drug addict, but I'm, but it's what it is. It's what it is. You can't kick the habit. So, you know, they could tell us all to go fuck ourselves next year and bring Brian Cashman back after the disaster. And I'll still be there because it's it's sick. It's it's a real sickness. And it's going to be really something that I, I can't stomach if Brian Cashman's got the balls to fire Aaron Boone and he gets to keep his job. That's fucking that's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And it's a part of the reason why he's got to go, because people that want him to sell. He should not get another crack at sell at selling and rebuilding his team. Fuck that. You screwed this shit up once. Get it. Get the hell out of here, man. All right. Speaking of getting the hell out of here, that's where I'm going. I can't. If you listen to just me rambling on for the 40 minutes or so, or whatever the hell I've been doing here, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for your support of the show. Um, I, again, like I'm, I'm sorry that there was no Patreon last week, but 
you know, I can't edit and post from my computer. That's something Chris does. And he was just out of commission. And I'm just so I'm just happy enough that he's going to be able to hopefully get this out. Who knows what actually recorded and saved and whatever the hell happened with all the, the technical difficulties I've been dealing with today. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know if we can do it. We'll do a full show on Thursday. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I'm going to try to get on Patreon. We'll, we're going to try to do our very best for you guys. And we love and appreciate all your support. I definitely want to come out and talk to you guys at least once, maybe twice more, because I'm on vacation starting July 5th. And luckily the Yankees are in the West coast. So maybe I can just, you know, just veg out and get like a two week break from these, these guys. Cause then it's the all-star break, but I won't, I'll be sick. I'll be on my phone in my hotel room at 10 o'clock watching the game. Cause I'm fucking sick like that. I won't even relax on my fucking vacation because of the Yankees. It's a sickness. Being a fan is a sickness and the Yankees are sick and somebody has got to cure them too. All right. Thank you so much. Please go to patreon.com slash NYYSD. Become a patron. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Yeah.